0: For the win! From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios. Where every Thursday, Bubba's boneless wings are half price.
1: This is Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. And then the late game, 10 p.m.
0: Condon welcome back to Moy sports station 106.3 KXNO. Mike Palm VP of Operation Circus sports coming up here uh, just a couple of minutes working on getting him on board here to uh, do a little sports wagering conversation with our buddy out in LV look forward to him to see excuse me to see him in person uh, starting uh, I get there Tuesday you get there Thursday mm-hmm
2: you're leaving Sunday? Sunday morning, yeah.
0: Oh, the Legion comes home
2: on Sunday morning. Sunday morning. So I, I th-
0: thought it was an afternoon. Well, it, it moves around It so does, much, yeah. yeah. I
2: think, uh, yeah, I want to say it's like 9.30 Pacific that it gets out there. So Saturday night, we'll still be having a good time, I'm sure, but yep. maybe not quite as uh, deep in the <laughs> So you
0: fly, you leave there
2: at 9.30. That's not bad at yeah. all. Non-stop, you Get back in the that. middle of the afternoon. Mm-hmm to relax a little bit on What Sunday. did you
0: pay for your round-trip ticket? Did you get a pretty reasonable deal? Do you remember?
2: 220 Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's terrific. It was yeah, super cheap. And thank you as you're flying southwest of taking our extra bag and well, taking true. the equipment out there. <laughs> yeah. Because that's how Allegiant gets you. Yeah, every, they nickel and dime you, right? They do, absolutely. And you see that first one. Boy, what a great... Pre- oh, well, my wife needs a bag, too. Yeah, like, like I can get away with my carry-on, and stuffing sure. all my clothes in there. Right, a little bit different when wife's That's coming along. Forty with you. bucks. Yeah, exactly.
0: You want to pick it your up. seat? That's another. 20. Yeah, do you guys
2: want to sit next to each other?
0: Yeah. Uh, oh yes, of course. Yeah. So we got. I mean, do that. you may be you may be put there randomly. It may work out that you get to sit beside your wife, but it may not unless you pay this extra. But it's you know what? Um, it's 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 well worth it. The yes, point. it really is. That nonstop is the key. I come home nonstop, mm-hmm. but going
2: out, I have to stop in Denver. Well. There, And, uh, you know, the great thing is when we have a lot of these things, when we go out to Circo, we make sure to mention and we give the deals to the people where even if you're paying for your flight, you can get a pretty good deal. And it sounds like a lot of people took advantage of the – 30% 30% off, making their way out there as we're going to be out there, too. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Mike Palm
0: is uh, joining us by VP of Operations at Circus Sports. He and Derek will be at uh, Reno tomorrow. Uh, but today in LV, Mike, Trent, and Ken, we're at uh, Prairie Trail in our, uh, in Ankeny at Whiskey River. So there'll be a, perhaps a little bit of a delay just to give you a little bit of a heads up. But how are you, Mike Palm?
3: Good. Everything's good. Looking forward to getting to... Uh... To Reno tomorrow to do our Northern Nevada sign-up weekend, and then you guys will be out next week. Next week is such a busy week. We've got oh. our preseason uh, blackjack tournament for 32 people, and then they draft the Super Bowl winner. We've got VetFast with events going from Tuesday through Friday night. The panel's on Friday, and I'll be uh, emceeing the Hall of Fame induction uh, Friday night as well. You guys are out there. It's, just a, it's a really, really, really busy
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. We can't wait to get out there, uh, sign up for both the uh, Survivor and the Millions, as I'm going to participate in both last year. Can't let F. Condon have all the fun. (laughs) Uh, so, I'm going to. We'll have a little head to head Miller and Condon competition going on at the same time. Another announcement I saw, Mike, although I know it's not available in the state of Iowa, but Slam Ball that's all over ESPN and ESPN2, you guys are official partners for Slam Ball. Uh, what's behind that, and how big uh, can this sport get, do you think, Mike?
3: Well,. Uh... You know, when we do our Iowa Everywhere show, Ken, which we'll do later this afternoon, our, our producer, Wyatt, I mean, he's going on and on about the slam ball when we started uh, before the show last week. Yeah. Derek likes it. It's fun, you know, it's the trampolines and the mid-air collisions and all of that. But the key thing, and it's far from a marketing effect is that everything is carried on ESPN or ESPN2. So uh, we got a lot of prominent placing there. I mean, there's a press release coming out. They're calling us one of the uh, one of the founding sponsors of it. I, I don't know if that's stating it correctly, but who's going to complain? I mean, Derek got to announce uh, one of the quarters of the game last week, and he i think he's going to get to announce one of the quarters of the two semifinals uh, in two weeks. Go. They go—they play Tuesday, Thursday, two weeks from now. Well, two weeks from today will be the championship game. So it's a quick, what, like eight-week season, and. Uh, we're excited about it and we've got a ton of uh, feedback from it from people seeing it on ESPN.
2: Mike, where where do they play those games? Where are those games played? I saw a signage and everything I was trying to wrap my mind around where are they being played?:
3: So they're being played at the Cox Pavilion, which is right there on the UNF oh, campus okay. next to Thomas and Max. Mm-hmm. So Summer League does you know Summer League plays half their games at Thomas and Max half their games at the Cox Pavilion, so it's right there.
0: Good stuff. All right, Mike, let's talk a little football uh, preseason tonight. You know, I'm not sure that um, what, what kind of right you're going to do on the game tonight. But if somebody asked you, you know, how would you go about betting preseason NFL? Give me something to look for. Uh, I've, the game's going to be on. I want to open up my Circa Sports app and, and actually have some action on the game. How do you bet preseason football or what would you tell people if, if they ask you, Mike?
3: I think the total tells you what to play, and you sort of have to blindly follow the theory. I don't get into trying to handicap it. Um, there's a real strong trend, I th- trend over the last 15 years. If a preseason total is 37 or higher, uh, the game's going to go over 59 percent of the time, which is a profitable trend. And if the total is 36 and a half or lower, the game is going to go under something like 61 percent of the time. So. If you want to huh. do that, I, I can't get too involved, other than to follow the injury situations and how they'll impact the regular season. Obviously, we talk a lot about John Harbaugh and Baltimore, and you know how they they play seriously and try to win. I think that gets built into the numbers in the game. Those coaches that are trying to win. This Hall of Fame game is traditionally a, a dead under, and the total's really low, um, and so people play it. I think that's over sixty-eight percent for the under over the last 15 years. So just looking at trends, I I personally don't handicap these
2: games. Speaking of trends, one of the biggest trends is Baltimore just wins. And they win and win and win and haven't had a loss, what, in four seasons now in the preseason. I remember a year ago the books really adjusting, and yet even with the adjustments, the Ravens still went 2-1 ATS uh, last year in the preseason. How difficult is that for the guys making the line just knowing that they're Seemingly, is something different with Harbaugh's teams in Baltimore and what they do in the preseason.
3: Yeah, you know, if you go too far one way, the sharps are going to buy it back and probably stomp you. Yeah. So, but those games with Baltimore take a lot of action compared to the other games because people know what to expect. So you sort of just have to take it and, and hope, and hope that uh, you know maybe the other teams cover one or two times so you know, it isn't a total bloodbath of all three games. You do you do see them put them in money line parlays, but not like four or five teamers because how are you predicting who wins these other games? Usually they pick them out with one other team and do two team money line parlays. Who's the
0: uh, what have you seen so far as um, with uh, preseason starting tonight? Maybe now is the time to start looking at this. Who's the wise guy team, Mike? That that you've noticed. You know, better starting to gravitate, some of the sharp, some of the wise guys starting to, to move toward that has made you take a, maybe a longer look at this team because when, when, you, you know, when you first decided in your mind where you're going to go, maybe you left this team out or you just overlooked them. Is there a team like that that has um, you know, caused you to reevaluate what you were going to do?
3: Well, i said this all summer and it hasn't really changed. Still Baltimore is the, probably the sharpest play this year. Seattle on the NFC side has gotten some sharp action. Um, In the last few weeks, an anti play of the Sharps is the Raiders. Boy, there's a lot of money against the Raiders. Really? um, Coming in. And then, uh, of course, the Cardinals. Everyone's against the Cardinals. A little bit of positive on Denver off the, um, off Peyton going scorched earth uh, on the coaching staff (laughs) last year. Uh, I think people kind of see that as a positive, or at least his confidence in the team. And you see a few more Denver over the season win total. Denver, yes, to the playoff uh, bet since, since those comments last week.
2: Interesting. You know, the NFC is so interesting because you have Philadelphia, San Francisco, and then a huge gap. Is it Dallas for you? Or are you on the Detroit train? You mentioned Seattle. That's a team that I have a future on. Who is it for you, that third team, if you will, in the NFC?
3: I don't think it's Dallas. I just... And and if it is, who, who cares? They're not going to win in the playoffs. So, you know, I, I guess from a regular <laughs> season perspective, if you're, you're looking at trying to go, what, 11 and a half wins or whatever, 11 wins, um, mm. you could look at it that way. Uh, I don't know that there's really an alternative to those two teams. I think there's quite a gap. You could make the argument, Seattle, I don't hate it. Remember, Seattle was ahead at halftime in San Francisco in the yep. divisional game. Mm-hmm. Um They stopped running the ball in the second half. And, you know, San Francisco had two consecutive touchdown drives, and it was sort of over. They got away from running the ball. They started throwing every down, and and then it it split away from them. But I'd buy the argument Seattle might be the third charge. Detroit, i got to see it to believe it. I like the way they built the team. I guess blocks okay playing in a dome. Um, You know, I probably deserve to be the favorite in the NFC North, but – the North is really interesting. You could probably make arguments for three of the four teams.
0: Yeah, I, I'm with you. The North is uh, is going to be a crapshoot, uh, no doubt about that. And and the Lions, to their credit, finally, right? They finally sold out all their season yes. tickets, which is uh, there's a waiting list. There's a waiting list for Detroit Lion football. <laughs> Catch it while you can. Uh, good stuff, uh, Mike. Uh, yesterday, of course, in our backyard here, uh, the news uh, came out that uh, Hunter Decker's uh, uh, is uh, playing careers uh, certainly at Iowa State is coming has come to an end. What if anything did that uh, cause you to do at circa? Some of the uh, some of the uh, sports book operators took the number down. you at circa didn't over under is five it stayed there when you got the news what if anything did Deckers uh, uh, what did the Deckers news uh, cause you guys to do?
3: So we were at five before the news. A lot of books were at five and a half. We moved the juice on the under five. Um, books that kept it up that were at five and a half almost across the board went to five. I'll tell you what it did. What's funny, you know, the v college football guide, um, they released it to all of us on Tuesday. and Just say, look through it. Do you see anything that doesn't look right? We're releasing it a Thursday morning. They went back and rewrote the Iowa State uh, in the Big 12 because of the Decker's news. That it did cause one thing, and uh-huh. then obviously changed the, the season outlook. How about the thing that I can't believe is that, it, well, I, I'll say two things. Uh, it, it seems like, and we don't know all the facts, but – the parents are implicit in all of this and setting up these accounts. Yep. That the, kids, the kids are betting through their mom's and dad's accounts. And then how about the story about the Iowa kicker betting under? <laughs> <laughs> we well, know dummy. Yeah, it's, it's an annuity. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, Where's the investigation on Spencer Petrus? He had to be on the under every (laughs) game.
2: Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) got to dig a little bit deeper there. You know, Mike, as we look at this situation, and there's still more that's going to happen. We know Noah Shannon, a starting defensive tackle for Iowa. He was supposed to go to media days. That's not going to be the case. It looks to be more than likely probably four-game suspensions for these guys if they bet in cumulative over $800, which is very easy to do when you accumulate all your bets together. With that kind of anticipation and still knowing there's more to come, how quickly are you guys ready to react if, if there is another big name that comes out either Iowa or Iowa State?
3: Well, you have to be ready, but I mean, how about other schools? I mean, maybe this—the uh, Iowa DCI That's was ahead of this. Uh, other other states mm-hmm. uh, and governors weren't so interested in it, or whatever. But uh, uh, it could happen to any team, right? I mean, this is got to be the tip yes. of the iceberg. Don't tell me that college betting of athletes is limited to the state of Iowa. Ludicrous. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, yeah. and there was that report that came out from the NCAA what a few months ago that said it was something like sixty-eight percent of male athletes admitted to betting on athletics during their time as a student-athlete. I mean, it's, it's rampant everywhere. The Iowa DCI just does, doesn't have, a, well, an ability to go obviously outside the state.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Yeah.
2: Uh, Mike, uh, the, ex, the exactas have been uh, posted.
0: Uh, the Power 5 exactas are up at Circa. I love them. I've told you this. Um, I, I can't convince Trent. There's nothing that's going to get through that thick <laughs> head of his. Uh, he just will not play these exactors. It's I love because it. of your horse racing I'm background. I'm sure that, That's where... The you love these exactives and I so love, much. And I love prices. I, I do. What kind of right do you think you'll do on those, Mike? I mean, how popular are the super, are the uh, college football championship exactas that are available at Circus Sports?
3: Well, in general, they've gotten more popular in the four years we've been open. And uh, as you see it with Super Bowl and World Series exactives, I'll see how the trend goes with the college. Um, I wonder how eliminating divisions will affect it. Because I, you know, I I think it's easier to handicap when you know one team's coming out of a certain subset as opposed to the whole league. Uh, you know, you know, especially divisions like Big Ten and, and stuff like that. It's going to win the East and take two or three teams in the West, um, which is what's fun every year. So we'll see how that does. But in general, uh, the exact Quinella uh, right has been on on a, a pretty sharp uptick in the last couple of years. Penn State and you know what defeats the other day Iowa, speaking twenty to of, one. Speak, is... speak, speaking of bets that are on the ups, this bet that we first put out this year has become so popular. Most wins in a month for baseball. I mean, it came down yes. to a half run with Seattle and Baltimore, whatever it was. Wow. Here, we 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 definitely needed Seattle not to win by five runs, and they won by four on the last day of the month, and we would have lost six figures <laughs> instead. Nice. We won, but this is becoming a very popular bet now.
2: Yeah, I, I jumped aboard with that June bet on the Reds, and I had a yeah. run with it. Now, at well, Atlanta ran were, away.
0: You were right there the final couple of days of the month, right? You
2: well, were, about a week before is when, when the stretch happened. But for the first three, three and a half weeks, I was, and I had a monster ticket. What were they, 250 to Huge. one? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. It, it's a fun way to bet, a different way to do it. In this, We talk about in-game betting, but in-season betting, is that mm-hmm. kind of another type of angle that you guys are looking to attack?
3: Yeah, we want to get more of it up, more reposting of win totals, more reposting of Cy Young odds, MVP odds. Of course, the MVPs are really, you know, anticlimactic this year. I think they're both pretty well decided. Yeah. Cy Young race in the National League is very interesting. I know Framber throws the no hitter, but Cole was great again last night. He's probably going to be close to even money this morning when I look at it. I did take a little favor on my Framber ticket at Cole plus two twenty last week, but. Cole, Cole doesn't make many false moves, and now he's 10-2. I predicted McClanahan would fade. He's got back issue. Um, you could fade McClanahan. I think they've lost his last four starts, although he only finally took the loss last night to go to 11-2. But it looks like Cole's locked in. And our guy Blake Snell, I think, is really live in the NL side. Yes. Of
2: That's a good one. Well, Mike, a uh, final thing for me, and it deals with the World Cup, and just – Devastating, obviously, for Fox as the TV broadcaster not to get Team USA in that Sunday or Saturday night window instead. They'll be playing Sunday morning at 4 a.m. our time, 2 a.m. your time. How impactful is that going to be for you guys in terms of right, just the difference in the game start?
3: I don't know. The right is nothing, so it'll be less than nothing. Is but it? What it, it hurts is that viewing audience that comes in and you know has beer and buys dinner and that, the people that are mm-hmm. coming to watch really aren't betting it. Um, maybe, do you think maybe you'll see some, some flyers on the U S now that they're finally a dog in a match though, so, I would think that people are going to take this opportunity. You could never bet them at the dog in most of our lifetimes. Um, they got right. a shot at the dog here. So I think that might impact it. I just looked at our future book for this, you, you know, there's not one team that has a five figure liability one way or the other. I mean, wow. so it's just, it's really literally a non-existent event.
0: Interesting. Good stuff. Mike Palm, we will talk to you everywhere on Iowa. Later, rather, on Iowa Everywhere. And then you and Derek head up to Reno uh, here tomorrow. Good stuff. Uh, Mike Palm, thanks for uh, doing this. We'll be, uh, if your schedule allows, back in your normal time slot next Friday. Uh, but appreciate you giving us a few minutes today. From Vegas. from Oh, that's right. We'll be in Vegas <laughs> yes. with them. Oh, my. Uh, Mike, thank you, bud. Good to talk to you. <laughs> thanks, guys. Yeah, good to talk to you. Mike Palm, VP of <laughs> Operations at Circus Sports. I you almost forgot. I almost forgot. Well, really? the lunch just arrived, and well, I can't take my eyes off it.
2: And this thing looks delicious. You went with the chicken filly. I did. That thing I looks I think I made epic. a big. Now, I saw that you cut into yours and
0: a whole bunch yeah. of stuff came. What did you get?
2: It's a mac and cheeseburger. It's a mac and cheeseburger. Mm-hmm, yeah, looking forward to this one. And, and, and cottage cheese to and, go along and, with it because you're watching what you eat. Well, <laughs> <laughs> when we got that. We didn't need to add the fries on top of it, so yeah, we, yeah. we decided we're going to cut back a little bit here. But a great lunch here at Whiskey River. Looking forward to a few people starting to mill their way around. And what is today? Thursday? Here it is. Getting close to Vegas. Yep. Afternoon baseball going on. Those are a bunch of games today, I think. Yeah. And nothing jumped out, at least in the early slate. I think the Phillies game's already underway. I think that starts 11 our time. But uh, nothing too much early on. But we're, we're still being a little bit choosy. You know, making our way well, back off and vacation. Two. Yeah, yeah. We, don't go too heavy. No, Don't go with one of those days where I bet seven or eight games. Don't do that. Keep picking and choosing and building up that bankroll. Football's coming. In yes, fact, it's
0: is. coming tonight. Uh, we'll see if Trent's going to make a play on that when we do our plays of the day. Well, Trent does. Circus Sports sponsor those. We'll head to Chicago uh, with David Kaplan. Uh, Cappy joins Trent and I next. and Stone of Iowa sponsors Cappy. That's coming up next. Miller and Condon live at Whiskey River at Prairie Trail in Ankeny. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106. <laughs> Welcome back to Morning Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. You know what the music means. Ensuring Stone of Iowa makes this possible each and every week. He's David Kaplan. He joins us ESPN 1000 and Cap's YouTube channel for his daily recaps. Cap uh, comes in here to talk about those high-scoring Chicago Cubs. <laughs> yes. Cap uh, Trenton Ken, thanks for coming on. We are on location, so there may be a little bit of a delay, Cap. But uh, good to speak
1: with you. How are you? I am doing well getting into my car and looking forward to chatting with you guys about the team I told you should not blow it up.
0: Yeah, and they didn't? <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, the bats have been, was the result. They are blowing up. Cap, I set a team record 35 runs in two days, which is absolutely remarkable. Um, what, what's the difference? It, I mean, it's got to be more than just Cincinnati pitching, isn't it?
1: Well, I think it's more than Cincinnati pitching. I do. Simply because The Reds just, I'm not a Reds guy. I'm not. You know that. I, I don't, I like their lineup. I think they're a very good, young, aggressive, athletic, everyday lineup. I just don't believe they have enough pitching to get where they want to go. And I cannot believe they didn't go out and do much of anything at the deadline.
2: You know, a guy like Aaron Savali. I, I thought that would have been a, a perfect fit for yeah, them yeah. coming over from Cleveland. Yeah, he's not an ace. He's not even a number two, but a 3 4 guy in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's what they needed a solidified guy that's going to go out there and get you over the last, you know, two months of the season, pitch you 60 innings, get you to the postseason, and do that. They didn't do it. Well, as we talked about the Cubs, they stand pat, and now they have the third best run differential in the National League, the third most runs scored in the National League. This team is trending in the right direction. How about the excitement? I mean, are you feeling, Cappy, the excitement level building there with the Cubs fans?
1: Oh, my God, Trent. You can't imagine. <laughs> the day, and I mean, people are really, really excited. And, hey, you're going to watch the game tonight. What are we doing for the game? I have buddies of mine who I haven't talked to about Cubs baseball in two years. And they're like, hey, you want to go out and grab dinner and watch the Cubs game? I'm like, well, come on over. I had some buddies over the other night. They're in my, I have a, um, a TV in my backyard. And they said, can we come over there and watch the game? We've got to have the game on, though. Yes, we can watch the game. People are into it.
0: I bet. Uh, Cap, uh Candelario's Candelario's into it. What, a, uh, what a, a couple of days he's had back in a Cubs uniform. He's 8 of 9, playing a solid third base. They had him at first base in his uh, first game back with the Cubs. That was their move, Cap. Uh, your thoughts on Candelario and where he fits with this ball club?
1: Well, I believe that the three of us talked about this guy multiple times if the Cubs mm-hmm. were going to add on. I know we brought that name up. That was the guy I wanted them to get to play whatever third, first, to have his bat in their lineup, and he's a pretty solid defender as well. I'm disappointed that they did not go out and at least address a lefty in the bullpen. Now, maybe they feel like they're getting Brandon Hughes back and that'll be enough. Maybe they didn't truly believe enough in the team so that they felt like, eh, we'll get Candelario. It's not going to cost us much. Those are two prospects. D.J. Hurst better than Kevin Mate, but both guys might have been in the Rule 5 draft, so you might have lost those guys anyway, So I feel like it was a good trade, I do, I just, I saw this regression coming from Stroman, now he's on the injured list, so I wish they would have added one more arm, at least.
0: Uh, Cap, let's stick with Strowman for just a second. He's been awful essentially since the All Star break. And I remember the conversations in late June that this guy. Not only Vince is he in
1: He's been awful
0: since London. So he goes even further back. So he goes on the IL. He sees a, um, a hip, I believe, is what they're calling it. How big of a factor was that? Or are they just looking for an excuse to give him some time and maybe figure things out? Because the, the the Marcus Stroman that started the year, that got to London up until that point, he was as good as there was in baseball.
1: Yeah, no question about it. And if you think back to top of the first game two in London, Cubs are rolling. They're one game under five hundred, yes. and Marcus Stroman, their ace, is handed a four nothing lead. Think about it, four
0: nothing. It was four four after 100. that, I think. Yep,
1: yep. Four to three at the end of that inning when Trey Mancini okay. butchered a ball at first base that they threw to him, and that error, they get three runs. Stroman implodes, leaves after three innings, says he has a blister, and has a nine ERA from that day. Nine. So now he's on the injured list. He got a cortisone shot in his hip yesterday. But David Ross said after the game, you know, it's a, little, it's a bit of a mental reset. So what does that tell you? If you're getting a mental reset, it means you're getting your ass kicked. We play the Braves and the <laughs> Mets. Excuse me, Braves and the Jays would be his next two starts. Yeah, we're going to skip you.
2: Christopher Morrell. Oh, what a story. Hit a home run last night, and it just kept going up. I, it was it's like, all right, that's going to be you know, 10, 15 rows into the bleachers, and it just kept going and going. We know the power that he has, but also look at his numbers, and I did that after the home run last night. He's back heating up, and it's not just been a couple of weeks. It's been 30 days now where this guy is seeing the baseball incredibly well. I, I continue to wonder this. What's his upside? What's his ceiling? When you look at him, the power that he has, the understanding it feels like he is building with the strike zone, how high can he fly? At, and at what position? No, oh, there's a good one, too.
1: So the position probably best for him right now, based on how they want to be defensively, is him in the DH role. Because mm-hmm. Canelario is going to be at first most of the time, according to David Ross. Madrigal has really worked hard and has been very good defensively at third base. If you move Candelario to third, Bellinger goes into first. Now you got Talkman in center. So I don't see a scenario where Pete Armstrong's coming up to play. Could they put him on the roster in September if he has a great month there with you guys in Des Moines? I guess anything's possible if they feel like, wow, that guy's an elite defender. He's a really good guy. I've gotten to know him a little bit. I've interviewed him multiple times. Really, really like that guy. Um, you know, there's, uh, is Suzuki going to stay in the everyday lineup? He's got to hit the ball better mm. for me, and I, you know him as a yeah. Suzuki fan. But he has yeah. not been great. Hit a homer last night. I called a friend of mine who's a Suzuki hater, as I call him, and the ball's <laughs> flying out of the ballpark. I had turned away from the game for a minute because it's like a billion to six. And I call him. I said, hey, take that. <laughs> hey, Suzuki, he said, he hit it off the catcher. It was a position player. <laughs> you cannot throw if it's off a position player. I'm like, all right, I get it. I didn't realize that. So we'll see what they do with this lineup, because if Suzuki's in there, that Bellinger's playing either center or first. Uh, you mentioned a
0: guy, uh, Cap, that has been a um, a surprise, I think, everybody. Maybe himself. Mike Talkman. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this guy did just, he plays a good center field. Uh, hit a big home run last night against a pitcher, <laughs> which was, um, you know, as opposed to the, uh, um, uh, you know, catcher who came in later in the game. But what about Mike talk, uh, Mike Talkman? He was here to start the year, no expectations on this dude whatsoever, but cap, he has been a, he's been a really nice surprise and a good part of that roster.
1: He has give him credit. Didn't make the opening day roster. This guy has done nothing but. Bust his tail. You see him yesterday. He's running hard out of the box. Gets a double. He hits home runs. He made the circus catch last Friday that Jed Hoyer said after that yes. game. It was like, okay, there's something special going on here. And yeah. those moments are so few in a professional season that when you get them, you realize maybe we're underestimating this group just a bit. And they're really you know, hitting the ball well. They're getting pretty darn good solid relief pitching. Would I have liked another arm? Yeah, I said that a little bit ago. They just got to make sure this rotation is right. Tyone has got to be Tyone tonight, and I think he will be.
2: And we've seen uh, certainly improvements on that one. To the south side, and the White Sox, they move pieces. Is it time for a complete rebuild? Can this team retool and contend next season? Where are you when you look towards the future of the White Sox and what a window looked to be wide open and it closed very quickly?
1: Yeah, it shows you that when you get a chance to win, I remember hearing this from Theo, he said to me, you cannot predict when you're going to win. He said, you get into a season, and that's why he always believed every season is sacred. He goes, and you may have a preconceived notion about a team, but progress is not linear. It's not just line to line. Here to there, we're good, and next year we're going to go from there to there. He said, you have no idea. You get into a season and, oh, God, I got four guys that are out for the season with injuries? Well, we're done. Or, boy, I really underestimated this team. Like the 05 White Sox. They're a perfect example. No one thought that team was going anywhere, including their entire organization. They never thought they were winning a World Series. They didn't think they were going to the playoffs. I think baseball prospectus had them... 70-some wins, they won the World Series. The 16 Cubs, they believed they were the best, and they had to go out and prove it, and they did. So my point is you never know when you're going to win. Take advantage of it.
0: Uh, we uh, we don't know, I don't think, uh, when uh, Liam's going to be able to get back into the lineup. What what do we know here? Uh, Tommy John's surgery cap, is there a chance he's pitched? His final game
1: in the major leagues? I don't think so. That would surprise me. Now, he's in remission from cancer, an amazing story.
3: Yep.
1: I've heard yep. he's had a bulky elbow for a while and just was pitching through it. And now they did the Tommy John, and he's probably going to miss all of next season, which is too bad with all that he's gone through. But he's a really, really good dude. I mean, a really good dude. And I don't think this is how he wants to go out. I don't. He does not well, want to be how the How old guy is he, Cap? very briefly thirty. want say thirty-four.
0: Okay, so
1: he's thirty-six
0: oh. by the next ch- by the next uh, uh, time he's, we see him on uh, on the mound. In all likelihood,
1: probably, eh, maybe, probably right. Yeah. yeah.
2: Let's get into a little football with you. David Kaplan joining us as he does normally on Wednesdays, a day later here today after our busy wild Wednesday that we had with the sports gambling investigation cap. uh, This Bears team, a lot of buzz that I have seen. I thought this defense was going to be one of the worst in the league. And the veterans that they bought in, they are brought in. That looks like they're buying in certainly to what Eberflus is trying to do here. Can they at least be okay on that side of the football? Can they be an average defense this season?
1: So I was there yesterday, and it was a horrifically bad day for the offense. Like two of the beat writers that have been covering that team for, you know, forever said that might be the worst offensive practice I've watched the Bears have. And that's a big statement with some of the bad offenses they've had. Like one small little snippet in practice, Justin hits Tunyon right in the hands, right off the hands, picked off, gone the other way. Now P.J. Walker in. P.J. Walker throws one behind the receiver. Should have been caught, but it was a tough catch. Off his hands, picked off, gone the other way. Justin in the next two plays. Incomplete on a short out, and then he's got a 15-yard in right around the 15-yard line, and he airmails the receiver who barely gets a pinky on it, knocks it up in the air, and Kyler Gordon picks it off. So you had three picks in four plays. You had sloppy center quarterback wow. exchanges with both the first and second team quarterbacks. You had Justin going up against the second team defense, not the first team. So that doesn't engender a lot of confidence. And then you had Tevin Jenkins walk off the field under his own power with a trainer. You had no Nate Davis. You had no DeMarcus Walker. You had no Jack Sanborn, no Roshan Johnson. So you had a lot of dudes missing and it just was not a good day. Defensively, they, that back seven, the linebackers, even though Sanborn's out, Tremaine Edmonds, monster, monster. T.J. Edwards, really good player. And then the back group, really good. Kyler Gordon and Brisker look like they've taken a, another step of maturity. They really look good. They've got good corners, so I like that. I'm not thrilled with what they've got up front, so we'll see. But there's there's a long way to go.
0: What's their total? When total is it, seven? Seven and, a half.
1: It? Seven, and seven and a half. Seven
0: and a half. Which way, you,
1: which way are you leaning, Cap? For me, if that's a no play. If it was eight and a half, I'm going under. If it was six and a half, I might take a shot on the over. But, no, I'm not going to touch it. Because if you said to me that they had, you know, one of those years where you had a lot of injuries, they could be five and twelve. If you said to me, boy, they had amazing health. Justin played all 17. Then they could win eight. Could they, I don't think they can get to nine. I don't. But, I mean, amazing health, maybe. But they could also win five, four or five games if they don't because they do not have much in the way of depth.
2: What do you think of Eberflusi? You're in now, defensive guy coming in. What do you think of him? Do you like
1: him? Yeah, I do. A little too much coach speak for me. But I get it. Okay. Most guys are not going to put themselves out there. That's one. Two, he won't give you anything now. Like, hey, uh, Coach, Demarcus Walker, what's his status? I don't talk about injuries. If it's serious, we'll let you know. Next question. Like, you don't get, hey, tweak the groin, his calf's a little t-. No. With this guy, nothing. He's very coach-speaky. But he's a really nice man. I think he's a pretty good football coach, so if that's the biggest fault he has, we're okay.
0: Hmm. And Cap last thing, I'm sure this was a topic a couple of weeks ago, well, I know it was a topic a couple of weeks ago, but has the Northwestern story died down? Is it completely no. over? Just it has not. Okay, what's uh, give us the latest. What's what's the talkers out there? I mean
1: so you know, you have like Mike Hankowitz who was the longtime D C there, he retired. He came out yesterday and said, "Come on now, I was there for a very, very long time, and we had systems in place that if you felt threatened, harassed, you were not being treated right. Here's how you report those things, and nobody reported anything. So he was the f- very defensive of Fitz, who's his longtime, you know, head coach sure. and their best of friend. Loss, yeah. Now I did hear there's a, a volleyball player who. Some people say I'm not accusing her. I'm telling you what they're saying. Some are saying she violated COVID protocols. And as punishment for doing that, how we saw the Cleveland Guardians send two pitchers home, make them drive back to Cleveland and wouldn't let them on the plane. And That was Clevenger and Zach Plisak. They said that they punished her by making her run, what's called suicide. Suicide's for people that didn't play sports. You start on the baseline in the basketball arena or on the football field at the goal line. You run to the 10-yard line, back to the goal line, to the 20-yard line, back to the goal line, to the 30-yard line, back to the goal line, to midfield, back to the goal line. And they're brutal, brutal. Some call them gassers. Most coaches call them suicide. Well, supposedly, supposedly, they made her run those while the rest of the team stood there and, you know, I don't know if they clapped for her, taunted her, whatever they did, and when they blew the whistle, she had to dive on the ground in the ba- in the basketball arena where they practiced volleyball, and she skinned her knees. Now, we did that stuff when I coached. I can promise you that. We did that all the time. Do I think that's abuse? I don't. I think that's part of discipline and pushing yourself to limits to correct a behavior. Other people think that's abuse. We're going to find out what the true story is, but... If the coaches knew that there was hazing, this is different than hazing. If we had yep. hazing going on to the degree that's been alleged, those people should be held accountable. Yep.
0: Goal line, blue line, blue line, goal line, goal line, center, <laughs> oh, center, God, center goal line. So. Oh, I just hated him. I threw I up. Hated him, hated him, hated I him, hated him. I threw up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and we did them outside at 20 Below, in Winnipeg. That was a picnic. <laughs> uh, well, Capra, good to speak with you, buddy. Uh, love our segment with you. You'll be back with us on Wednesday. Thanks for being flexible uh, and allowing us to push you back to today. Thank you, David Kaplan. Have a wonderful rest of your day and your week, buddy.
1: You too. Look forward to it. Have a great day. I'll make you run gassers if you're late again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you got it. See you, pal. David Kaplan from Chicago's We Catch Up on Chicago Sports. We'll catch up on Trace Trent's Plays of the Day. Circus Sports sponsor those. We're live at Whiskey River, Miller & Condon, are on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3.
3: iHeart Radio app now.
0: Trent's Pick of the Day is brought to you by Circus Sports. Download the Circus Sports app today to play with Trent or against him. My right, final segment here on a uh, Thursday, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Thanks to the folks at uh, Wild Rose for having us out here at Whiskey River. Again, congratulations to Jared Stansberry. If you're a fan of his writing, kind of Tipped us off that uh, there may be a, an announcement uh, for, from Stans coming up here in the next few days. So wishing him uh, certainly the best and hope that that works out for him. It's worked out well for
2: people who listen to your picks, Trent Condon. You are 8-2 and two this week. No pressure. Just keep it going. Yeah, last seven days, we are 13-5, and five, a 87.26 ROI. Charles Schwab can't give you that. <laughs> no, he can't. And I can't promise that I can give you that either. But we'll try to keep it rolling here. Today, we start things off with two games later in the afternoon. Sorry to your Blue Jays. I've nailed this, skate, this series every single game, and I'm going to go back to the well this time with Baltimore. Flaherty, Flaherty making his debut mm-hmm. with Baltimore against Gaussman here. It's just a huge price. I'm getting plus 152. It's Gossman. It's Gossman Yeah. I I love Baltimore in this spot. I think Flaherty's going to have a good start. Uh, I think he's going to go a little deeper into the game, too. Going to grab them with pick number one. Then two favorites, starting with the Giants against Arizona. Diamondbacks. I'm getting nervous. You know, I had such a nice ticket on them, plus 550 to make the playoffs. It's going to be tough. Who will it come down
0: to? Will it come down to the Giants, the Padres, or maybe
2: somebody out east? Maybe somebody out east. Maybe the Cubs. Wouldn't that be something? Maybe the Brewers, you know, would. Wouldn't Reds that be something? Very well could be the case for that final wild card spot. I'm going to grab the Giants, though, so minus 125. And I hate to do it, but I'm going to play Sonny Gray and my Twins tonight. Looking to bounce back after taking one in the chin. And Joe Ryan. Yeah, he got shelled four, yesterday. Four home runs. All uh-huh. seven runs by the Cardinals last night came on those four home runs. Got the Twins in a bounce back this evening against the Birdies on a bat.
0: All right, you're missing something.
2: Oh, don't worry. I got you covered there. Okay, what are you going to do? Give me the brownies on the money line, plus the 112. <laughs> We're throwing a half unit on it. We're just going to have Kellen a Kellen
0: Mond is starting for
2: Trent's Cleveland Browns. I like Helen Mond. What I liked he... him coming out. Out of A&M? Yeah, right. And then went, I thought he was the Vikings' future. Yeah. I thought he was no. going to be the heir apparent to was Cousins. Was he a second-round pick or third? Third. And he got there, and... They hated him. Yeah, like, oh, he hey. couldn't be he couldn't complete a pass. No. They're like now this guy's they were done with him so quickly. No. I can't remember a guy even like a third rounder being just Flaming that. Flaming out as yes. quickly as he did being dismissed oh. as quickly as he was. But we're going with him <laughs> the prouds. When's Plus this the uh, when's the DirecTV T V WHO dispute going end? Well maybe the guy coming up next can tell us. <laughs> Guess
0: not help nah, us out. Now nah, he's a pretty powerful dude in Des Moines, <laughs> Yeah, not sure he's involved in those he can't, meetings. He's not I'm not sure. All right. Uh, That's right. Murph and Andy are coming up. Of course, they'll take until 3 o'clock in the drive with Heather and Sean from 3 until 6 every Monday. Every day starts uh, at 6 a.m. with the Morning Rush. Miller and Condon weekdays, 11 to 1, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXN.